from Los Angeles, California, in the MTV Podcast Studio. <laughs> Let's just have Alex do it. No, 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 no. no, no I, I want you to. I want you to do it. From Los Angeles, California. From Los Angeles, California, on the MTV Podcast Network. I'm Molly Lambert. <laughs> what show is what this? What did I do? Fuck. Ah! <laughs> uh, you're listening to North Mollywood from Los Angeles, California on the MTV Podcast Network. This is North Mollywood. I'm Molly Lambert. Our guest today from the New York Times Magazine, the co-host of the Still Processing podcast, Wesley Morris. Yes! <laughs> and sitting across the table from me, the answer to the question, Mr. Reinhold, will you please put your shirt back on? <laughs> Alex Papadimus. I wrote that one minute ago, and I, I think it holds up. Maybe yeah. two weeks later, it won't. Maybe it'll be really really in poor taste to make jokes about Judge Reinhold right now, today, this afternoon. Nothing happened, right? Judge Reinhold was arrested for disorderly conduct at the airport in Dallas. For taking his shirt off at uh, TSA, going through security. Oh, I missed that. He's it had, just happened. He just like freaked out. It oh. was just, it was, it was insane. What happened? I don't know. This is what happens. By he the way, he took his shirt off. He took his shirt off. Should he be taking his shirt off at TSA? I don't. Is this something you know, always had a little. I, it's unclear if he was like, "Look how ripped I am, TSA." Like, but I kind of doubt it. Did I think he rip he was his a, blouse off like Poldark? <laughs> he just, <laughs> yeah, just literally like to make love to the security people. Like, I don't know what happened, oh. but he was. Look, I think I kind of know what happened. Was he was upset about something? He seemed like he was got mad and nude at TSA. I'll bet you anything. It was Trumpy. Yeah. Who among us? <laughs> has not has, ha, not has not had a TSA incident. Has not wanted to melt down uh, at the airport. I was having I was really thinking about this the last time I flew and I, when I flew back to New York from vacation. I was thinking about how they there is a tone of voice that they use when they're telling you to put your stuff on the belt and like to take uh, off your shoes. It makes as me, if that makes me angry. They're angry. That's probably like, what set them off. They're annoyed that they have to say it, and you're like, look, I know that you've said this ten thousand times, but you haven't said it to me ten thousand right. times. Yes. Like you could not say it at all because right. I know it, but like. Don't get mad that you have to keep saying it. Like you put your shoes on the belt. Uh, how many times do right. I have to yes. tell you? Like there's it's a exactly. very specific kind of like we've talked always, about this. You I guys. always just feel bad for people that have to work at TSA. You know what, Molly? Let me let me ask you a question. Now, you know, as a TSA employee, what everybody's like who comes through there. You know that at some point, every fourth person is going to have something they should not have in their bag that's going to require a bag check. Now, while that bag check is happening, what do you think everybody else is doing standing at the conveyor waiting for their stuff to come out? What do you think they're thinking? Uh, they're thinking, uh, I hope my shampoo got through. Okay. What do you think they're thinking after that? Um, what am I going to eat at the food court? And what they're <laughs> thinking is, how come these 15 idle ass TSA people can't, who's the bin person? Here's my Why does nobody monitor the bins? I have gotten in trouble, the by the way. The bins pile up, and then you can't touch them. Oh, if you touch the Because that's a union bin. job. I touched the bins once. Don't touch those bins. I'm never doing it again, let me tell you. It was literally like, I might as well have been like, tried to like take a plane out for a spin it's with what I was doing. Crazy. And I literally just went and got like 10 bins, and I thought I was doing a favor for the people in line behind me. And then everybody in line behind yes! me got mad too. Yes! They all like join in. 
with the TSA people. They are like on the team of TSA. And I was like, are we not like the, the we're not like the civilian team? Like, How can the, we yeah. not agree that the bins are a problem, everybody? Did you try to start a civilian uprising? No, I just went to a lane. There were some bins just like sitting there. And I was like, there's no bins. It's going to hold things up. So I went and got like a fistful Can't of bins. Can't do that. And boy, did I get told not to do that. Let me tell you. I'm so afraid of getting taken to airport jail. <laughs> I am too. Look, I, of course. You're in the airport already. It you're it's That's redundant. I think airport jail is just jail. Like my sense from looking at the Judge Reinhold stuff is they just took him to a local jail that they take people to. I don't think there's a special oh, jail. Oh, there's a Wait, holding cell. They took him to jail? Yeah, he got taken to jail. I mean, like, look, I was just, this look, is only Look, the Benz thing Twitter. is real. The Benz thing, it could have been me. I have had near meltdowns over those bins. I'm sure you saw this, but like I would like to talk about it with the group, if I might. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they this is the moment that they picked in history to turn the golf ball at Epcot Center into a Death Star. Oh God! Wait, I'm sorry. Really? Yes, because everything is becoming Star Wars land, but it's also like it's kind of unavoidable that everything is becoming Imperial Stormtrooper land as well. Like that's what the Death Star is. It's a uh, battle station for the totalitarian state that represses. I was saying I saw like three billboards for the man in the high castle on the way over. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh. Nope. Not cool anymore. Yep. Wait, did you guys watch the first season? No. Did you, Alex? I watched that pilot and thought it was good. And uh, just then I was like, Amazon, this is a weird way of doing things where it's like, hey, do you like this thing? Well, get ready to wait 17 months for it. Oh, interesting. Like, it's that thing where it's like, oh, my gosh, I would love to watch another episode of I Love Dick. Not so fast. (laughs) Maybe you will at some point. But by the time you remember that it's happening, it won't be there. Uh, That's... That's why I let all the shows accumulate until they have a whole season, and then I binge watch them, which is what I've been doing. With what? With uh, Search Party, uh-huh. much like Alex. Search Party's good. Search Party. I'm I did. behind on Search Party. I'm, I'm like five I'm in. Like, I'm only five in. We're I'm only, only we two in. I'm running three through in, now. In, now that I've, I was saying, also, it's like the reality shows no longer are comforting to me that I always mm-hmm. turned to for escapism what because uh, they are too much about reality. They go to the DNC on Real Housewives of Atlanta this year. So there's a whole what? DNC episode that is Wait, happening. Which housewife is going to the DNC? Phaedra. Oh, okay. Phaedra is going as part of her uh, Save Our Sons thing. Okay. Which is about like make sure our black children don't get killed by the police. Yes. And try to do something is she about a voter, that. Voter though. I feel like none of those I just feel like if you're on if you're a famous person, you don't really vote. How famous is she though? Well, they were she, like Okay. Okay. How famous does she think she okay. is? <laughs> well, somebody put a bomb threat to her legal firm in this same episode, but she wasn't there because she was at the DNC. What? Anyway, it's all too real and like has too much relationship to reality. So I had to stop well, watching I, it. I smell a story. Well, it's just, you know, it doesn't give me that escapism anymore. It's mm. like, oh, this takes place in the real world. Now it's real. Reality TV. Is, it's, t- it's real, it's which real. I also appreciate about... Reality not- TV is running the country. Yeah. It is weird that that happened at the same moment that the Kardashians became too real to be oh, reality TV anymore. That like sad. that season is going to happen at some point, and like it's going to be the darkest timeline season. Like we're about to hit like the once they have to do because presumably they've oh, been they, they're a year back, right? They're not a year back. They're closer than that. 
Cause like they're definitely like there was de- like whenever China had her baby, like that was sort of like the show had just ended there. So the, the, the spinoff had just ended. So they're not that far. They're like six months behind. So they're she about to seen that pregnant to me. It's she like, was pregnant for so long. Yeah. Or maybe that's maybe she, <laughs> maybe it's that she always seemed so pregnant that whatever she was pregnant for what felt like a million years uh-huh. in reality uh-huh. TV time. Oh my God. You're like, that can't still be the plot. Every line. time I listen to you guys talk about that show, like Rob and China, I just, I don't know what to do because I watch it because my niece watches it and I feel like I, I just am curious. I had to stop and just only like listen to you guys when you talk about it. Like it, it feels like a crime against yeah. it feels so many things. Exploitative. Beyond. Yeah. Nobody wants, to, she's the only person who wants to be there. Yeah. And the only reason she wants to be there is because they were there. It there's was this weird, like yeah, it's like an, a hostage situation, like ontologically somehow. Uh, like that, there's there's no one who's actually sort of, and it's weird that something could cheapen the Kardashians, and yet it absolutely kind of did. Totally does, and I feel like Rob. I just, I just feel for him. I, I did every. Oh yeah, okay. And then he did some stuff, and I was like, "Ooh, he's bad too." Oh, oh, see, Clado, but 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 still, yeah. But wait, what did he do? He uh, sent some texts that had some racist words in them. Wait, no. Yeah. Rob Kardashian. Yep. Rob Kardashian. It's yeah. more. It's not that. It. It. it but it was, was it, more was like. Was he talking? No. But was he talking to like? It wasn't like, like Mark his Furman racism. He was talking it was to more one like of his, that. It was his, more like yeah. His enemy, who is black. His n word to me. Well, <laughs> like, he did. Like his his. He did say that. He like used it in like a violent, threatening way in a text message. <gasps> like I'm a f you up n. Yeah. And then he also said, you're going to get your ass beat by every Mexican in L.A., including me, which was the most confusing part. That's that's a very large sample but, size of Mexicans. But if, wait, if you guys haven't Rob. unpacked this. We have not. We have not discussed it. I actually, Well, I was the, like, he's got all the same weird issues that, that the they, rest of them right, do. This is what I was going to say. But as in the way that I think that we all agree that they're basically good for humanity in some ways. Well. Okay. Alex comp- might be the white hat here. I I think they're I think that they're fundamentally most of the well no okay that's not true they were fun and now we it's all complicated feel- but I think I don't know no let's now let's like bad. run it down I mean look I think like that Chris Jenner is the true protagonist of that show as I've said many times on yes. the podcast that I've done with both of you now it's just a thing <laughs> that I say I, I, my next podcast whoever that is with I will You're also have to offer the Chris Jenner I will be theory. like listen I've said this before she is the Cyclops she is the she's the one who's the true uh, main character of this show. Um, and I think that she's kind of a bad person, but I think she's her sort of her motivation. She thinks that she's doing good. I think they all think that they are doing good things to varying degrees. I don't think anybody's like, I'm a monster in that right. scenario. No. Um, and I think Rob thinks of himself as a victim of all those things. Rob yeah. is like very, he's like a, he's a prime alt-right candidate. They could like, if they're going to oh, swing. Oh, they can get him. Milo, like Milo can get there tomorrow. Milo is like, has his him. eye on some people. Well, like, yeah. it's all about crisis of masculinity, mm-hmm. right? Is oh, he's what a soft target for that. Yeah. Well, I hate that too, that he's always like, oh, you know, my life sucks because I grew up around all these women. And you're like, it's okay. You're yeah. still very rich. <laughs> yeah, your life is better than it would fine. be if you had not grown up with these people and you still didn't have a job. Yeah. Like, it's- you, you know what's crazy, though? I feel like his psychology is so obvious, right? Well, you know, 
he's Bramwell Bronte, is what I keep saying. Ooh, he's the ooh, male Bronte ooh. who's untalented. I love that. And the rest of them all have like a skill, and he doesn't have a skill or a narrative, and so he made this narrative, and then it blew up in his face. Oh, so interesting. Because he and China don't seem to know each other at all. Uh-uh. It's the real reveal of that show. You're like, this is what happens when you take like the most superficial concepts of like this will be a great plot line and then you're like ooh a child is now involved in this plot line it's not that cool the procreation thing is just troubling to me like you have these clearly i mean in the real world damaged people have babies all the time too but there's something about like celebrate i mean you know socially damaged people well it's the idea of like turning your children into commodities which people do and I haven't even gotten there yet. It's like <laughs> we are watching a show about two people who uh, I don't even know. I don't even know where to start with what actually is what the problem is. I mean, of course, they can have as many babies as they want. There's just something about like there's something about finding the the entertainment vacation of a the preg- of the marriage or the relationship. The they're not married, are they? No. Yeah, the relationship the pregnancy now the birth and the rearing of the child and i feel like the whole thing is it's just like they just want to get at kim well yeah and that's the which is also weird because of that time rob said he used to have a crush on kim yeah i mean he just doesn't know what to say out of his mouth i just i don't understand well it's like when he wasn't talking when he was like off camera and silent you could project that he was like the smart one who was going to escape from that world and mm-hmm. then he got back, dragged back in, and it was. Did she? Did Chris do it? No, it was China, China convinced yeah. him. They, you know, were like, "This will be cool. We're gonna blow everyone's spot up, and they're all gonna be so mad." And it worked great. They're like, "We both have all this resentment towards the Kardashians for various reasons." This is so Greek to me. It is. It's, it's so. It's such a Greek tragedy. Yeah, it is. It's sad. It's crazy. I can't, I, I can't like uh, watch it without feeling bad anymore. It's the first one that I've ever, the, the, of the spinoffs that I've ever been like, this is not for me. This is not for my taste. I think I watched like the first four. But like, who is it for if not for us? And that's the thing. If I'm off the boat, like the boat is, is, is sinking. Like, I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm now just like, you know, I, I can't stop thinking though about like what's going, how the flagship was going to deal with like all of this reality like that is going on. They might not need the show anymore. I mean, who knows? Like, it's just really, it's like, obviously it's been superseded by like a hundred things that are weirder and more troubling, <laughs> like in the time since it's happened. But it is, it's fucking weird that there's no Kim Kardashian in the world anymore. That like, she's just like, she's out there somewhere, but mm, like that mm. she's not participating in the culture in, in any way, shape or form for the first time. There feels like there is a vacuum. Like we're at a point where the Kardashians have a business model plan something and they have something I mean they must have something what what are the equivalent of shareholders for them right like who who are the people with the with the sort of fiscal pitchforks oh. who it's were whoever, like it's whoever owns e and then like Ryan Seacrest and this like, has yeah, there's to Chris absolutely, Jenner right, and Chris and Jenner right Chris Jenner like we have we have to expand into China she has a 25 year plan into, into Brazil that, yeah, right. you know that she's like when you she, say we have to expand into China do you mean the person or the place Wow. Wow. Oh my God. Oh my God. You meant the place, right? I did. And yet. Yeah. 
Oh man. Well, it's like uh, it's like the Rogue One thing. You're like they're like we're going to make a new Star Wars movie every year and then the first one that they make, it's like, "Oh, and there's all these production problems and reshoots and stuff, but mm-hmm. like as long as it's got Star Wars on it, people are going to go see it mm-hmm. no matter what the quality is, mm-hmm. and that's all anybody really cares about." So what's IP with this family? like humans it's like children like they're mm-hmm. basically like that's I mean that's that's what this I think. is the this is the moral problem when Chris Jenner sits down like Paul Wolfowitz with like the sort of like the grand plan for like remaking <laughs> the world in the Kardashian image it depends on like Mason rising up eventually and mm-hmm. sort of taking over and mm-hmm. obviously like Kendall and Kylie you've seen it happen yes. once there's no. already like a new generation it it's, freaked me out because I also had this this deep hope that Kylie was going to be the one to escape you but, all I, I keep pinning my hopes on one of them to escape, and then none of them actually want to escape because they don't know any other life. Well, what about, I mean, what about the West Kardashians? I mean, that's the thing, too, is it's like there's so much real news right now that I feel like all these stories that would have been big in a less real news saturated, like nobody cares about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie's divorce. That was amazing. That was just that that just happened and just kind of went away. It's like still happening. And it's like probably great for Brad Pitt's side that nobody cares because they're like doing all this stuff with like the records being sealed and unsealed. Things that would have dominated everything if there wasn't. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's really crazy. And I feel the same way about Kanye getting hospitalized. You're just like, Mm -hmm. this would be a huge story, but it's actually kind of good that it's not a huge story because like he needs to just get better. Isn't it heartening in some weird way that we all sort of understand the magnitude of what is happening in the rest of the world, that it just feels like an insult to humanity to give, to care about Brad Pitt and his divorce. I don't know. I feel bad for the kids, but, but, but what goes on between those two people has no bearing on my, on my life, on, on the average person's life. They're getting divorced. Doesn't scare me for the foreseeable future. It's not going to ruin the environment. It's not going to change what happens on the Supreme Court. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I'm, I'm not, I, there's a, and also the week they got divorced, do you know what else happened? Or the, the week the divorce announcement was made? I think that was the same day that Philando Castile was shot. I think they're the same day. And there was something about the, for me, that was it for me. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't handle that. Um, I was like, I don't give a, I don't give a fuck what these two people do ever again. Yeah. It makes you realize that was like a luxury. Oh yeah. Oh, that used to be something that like, oh, how nice of us to be able to care about what happens to Brad and Angie, Angelina Jolie Pitt. I'm sorry. Alex is a big by the sea head. Big fan of that. We haven't talked about it. If we were still doing a film podcast, I guess we would not be doing it anymore. It would have been the end. (laughs) Um, I watched that movie. Jen and I watched that movie, and like we've watched. Did you it. watch it at home? Yes. Because okay, yeah, we watched it. At I'm home. open to a we watched it at home argument in favor of it. Go. Oh no, it's like it is. It's really really fun because a it's really interesting to watch now. Like because I've watched we watched a little bit of it another time since they were got since they got divorced. But like mm-hmm. before and after, it was very clear that this is like somebody working some stuff out. But there's also things about it that are hilarious because there are like literal things about her not understanding like the way the world is for actual people. And I don't mm-hmm. mean like necessarily even like class-based. You mean as a filmmaker or like 
I'm talking, you've seen this movie, right? Yes, You've seen this movie? There's a thing in this movie that drives me so crazy. There is a giant hole in the wall that is oh, like yeah. really important to the plot. This is a movie about these people who get down on the floor. Have you start, seen this? Yeah. No, but I've heard Alex describe it, so I feel um, like I've seen it. Yes, they use the, just, the hole like, in the wall. Just, how, would they, how would you not know that there was a hole in the wall at the base of your hotel room that people were like eating next to? Isn't that the plot of Porky's? <laughs> it's basically the plot of Porky's. And yet Porky's was a comedy. This is a Well, 80s. is it this? Uh, it is hilarious. There are things about it that are really funny. I don't know. You know what, though? I'm going to say my man Brad Pitt is not bad in that movie at all. Like, speaking no. French, like, being kind of an older guy, it makes you think, like, oh, Brad Pitt's going to be cool when he's, like, 70. Like, it's going to be fun to watch Brad Pitt in movies when he's, like, an old man. Yes. Being, playing old man parts. I don't disagree with that. Um, but, yeah, it's a no, it's a crazy movie to watch now um, as, after all th- these things because it's very much about – I'll um, consider it. They're working some stuff out. But don't you also find it? Did you see Allegiance? No. Um, That's the one with Marion Cotillard. Allied. Sorry. Allied. Allegiant Allied. is the Divergent yes, movie. Sorry. That sorry. one's good. Sorry. People run up the side of a building for some reason, <laughs> I think. Um, Allied is a really interesting. It just it looks like it, it, it is Mr. and Mrs. Smith, but with with what what now Brad Pitt might say is a better Angelina Jolie. Do you, Do you think mean? anything happened? This is the point of my whole rant, Molly. I don't care. <laughs> How dare she go on Instagram? I mean, what, what, the, what the fuck, man? Like, no way. I, okay, can I just, who is the publicist who's like, I mean, to the extent that this was not something that Marion Cotillard wanted to do. Didn't she also like say a 9-11 truther thing in her Oscar speech? She is a truther, yeah. To, wait, wait, I'm sorry. A what? <laughs> yeah, she was absolutely, she said some she was very like, fetching French America's thing. Like, darling America's darling for one darling. second, and it she did. won for the Edith Piaf movie. Sure, no, no, no. I just, I, I did the jet fuel. It cannot melt steel beams. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for my Oscar. Wait, I'm sorry. What did she actually say? Uh, I think it was on, like I, maybe right after she won. It was like, uh, it was yeah, not in the speech. Her. It was not in the speech. <laughs> I like to think that in it was in my the mind. No, maybe when she went backstage and maybe she said it in French and it was mistranslated. She's got some theories. She oh, has. She man. has some theories. Marion, what the f? I think maybe uh, the lesson everyone has learned is don't put any kind of trust or faith <laughs> in any celebrity. Um, and any. And any. Uh, and don't give famous people power just because they're famous. You know what though? She said something. All right. So wait. Here, are you? Here we go. Are you yeah, about to be a? I'm about to be a Marion Cotillard truthering truther. All right. Somehow uh, she's been. She like it just says that there are questions. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah, No. I never actually. Wait a minute. I was gonna. I was gonna say. Wait a minute. She just was quoted. She said this one thing. So let me read the thing that I thought she said. This is the. She's like. I think we're lied to about a number of things, which is true. We're lied to about (laughs) stuff all the time. Thanks, Marion Cotillard, for saying the truth. Uh, But then. Then it goes on to say, referring to the two passenger jets that flew into the World Trade Center, Ms. Cotillard said, we see other towers of the same kind being hit by planes. Are they burned? There was a tower, I believe it was in Spain, which burned for 24 hours. Uh, Oh, she's voting for Marine Le Pen! She's going to vote for Le Pen! Wait a minute, wait a minute. Then it says, turning to America's space program. Who was, was she on Alex Jones? (laughs) I don't even know, like, what was she, like, did a man really walk on the moon? I saw plenty of documentaries on it, and I really wondered. 
In any case, I don't believe all they tell me. That's for sure. So Brad Pitt. Uh, she was like, I uh, saw Le Room 237. <laughs> <laughs> the Shining. It is all about the calumet, the baking powder. Look at the box. See, hotel is American history. Um, so this is this is a Brad Pitt situation now. Like, so now he's going to, because Brad Pitt takes on the qualities of everyone that he is sort of in a relationship with. He became Ooh. Jennifer Aniston. He, they had the same hair. It's real. It's true. He had the same hair as Gwyneth Paltrow when he was most, Gwyneth Paltrow. That's why he is the best partner, we thought, for A-list women, is because mm. he's like a borderline person. He just becomes whoever he's dating. You're going to see Brad Pitt take on some of these Marion Cotillard. He will start questioning things. He will become like a sort of a, you know, a recount person or something like Wait, that. Wait, but You'll she's see, married like, to Guillaume Canet. But they're French. Oh, that's fair. Have Dave. you seen the the films that they make <laughs> in that country? It's nothing but yes. Well, infidelity. hopefully, you know they're doing an Eric Romer thing and not like a. I don't even know who. This is you. You got me to do the thing that I didn't want to do, which is what. Talk about uh, talk about movies. Talk shit about Eric Romer. No, to, to gossip about these people and to think. Well, we weren't gossiping, but but doesn't it feel good to do that in a sense because it's like the way we used to just talk all the time when we didn't feel like we felt like yes, democracy was going to yes, be around. Misty watercolor memories. Yes, about it. yes, 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 yes. You are correct. I I do think that it is useful to be able to to. We can't give this up, right? I don't want to entirely. I don't want to live in a world with this where, where a conversation like the one we just had can't happen. I just think that what has prevented me from indulging in it any more than what we just did is it. Well, I don't know that I really would have done too much of it before anyway, because I'm actually not surprised that I'm sorry. I'm I can't believe that marriage lasted as long as it did anyway. Well, I thought they might just go forever to spite everybody. To spite? Well, yeah, because they got together in a cheating situation, so then they have to stay together forever to prove yeah, that it was like meant to be. That's probably true. I just also feel like there were two people that we didn't know anyway, right? Like to the extent that either one of them is knowable or has a personality, like they never those personalities never show up in the movies, which is my number one problem with her. Well, she used to show it, and then she became glamorous. Yeah, I mean, it was very short-lived, though. I know, but it was very. It made a huge impression on me, for example. Oh, it made a huge, yeah, like, me too. Foxfire. You're, you're talking about, like, Choker Jolie, like, with Yeah, the, I'm talking about the goth like, era. Yeah. When she's like, the James Dean in Foxfire, the yeah. movie about the girl gang. Yeah. She played, like, the she's James a, Dean in a bunch exciting. of movies. And then, yeah. Gia and, yeah. yeah I, I do feel like, to the extent that I believe movie stardom is dead... And is or is like really, really like on life support. Yeah. Well, they're not social media people. I think. I think. But not only that, but like I well, forget that. That's a whole other cause of death. I feel like people who like the Jolie Pitts who refused to enjoy not being famous, but their actual jobs. Right. Like, what pleasure has she ever given you after like nineteen or two thousand nineteen ninety nine? You know what I mean? What pleasure has she really given you as a moviegoer? Well, I didn't like when she sort of abandoned the the old style that made me like her in the first place to become right. like 
the glamorous movie star. And I think that that, I mean, that strain of stardom, and I think a lot of people have become guilty of it. I think Ben Affleck is guilty of it. I think he's better at doing it than than she is. Can we just talk about Ben Affleck for a second? Because I can see that Alex is like... You wanted to... His eyes light up whenever... Oh, it's just... No, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about... Just when you said Ben Affleck, I was just thinking about this Ben Affleck picture that I saw the other day that I posted on Twitter just because I was I was posting about... I was being funny about Pearl Harbor because not too soon, I guess. I know. Like, uh, but I was like, hey, here's an Empire cover with We're also on Michael Bay Avenue or whatever. Yes, we, we are. are. Yeah. We are live on Michael Bay Ave right now. If you think about when these celebrities, quote, went dark, unquote, and stopped really enjoying being like movie stars, they conflated their off-screen celebrity with their work. And the off-screen celebrity to me became – became a job they didn't want to do. And that really bled over into their screen work and it it made them take the acting part more seriously than they probably needed to. And I think that he, there's like maybe three or four people who are guilty, three or four major stars who are guilty of that. And if you really think about like, whether or not you enjoy watching them at the movies. Well, you can tell when they don't enjoy it. Yes. And when you get a certain amount of famous and rich enough, you really don't have to try anymore at all. So people tend to do their best work when they're scrambling up into the ranks and then they get lazy and complacent. person I always think about is Adam Sandler, Mm. who I remember Mm -hmm. thinking was funny up through Happy Gilmore, and then he clearly just fucking checked out and checked out for like 20 years and part of what he did was just like, I don't care if these films are directed by people that are good at directing anymore. I'm just Dennis, gonna, what's his name? Dennis, Dennis Dugan. Dennis Dugan. He's like, I'm just going to hire my buddy. We're going to go to Hawaii or wherever the fuck is for that two one weeks. Of the people from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Is that a character? <laughs> for, like, is that is that who that is? <laughs> but this is the thing that's exciting about watching TV, right? These are people who are so happy to have worked in yes. some ways. Well, I was, and people who don't work enough. I feel like I was burnt out on just the idea of prestige TV. I was so just like tired of thinking mm-hmm. about it or caring about it and don't care about anyone's opinions about like TV versus film because I don't think it matters. I think mm-hmm. they're both fine and they'll both be fine and it's not ever been a competition. Yes. No, I don't think that way. I mean, it, the executives might begin to feel the way, although I don't think, think they do either because – they're all owned by the same people, but go on. Well, now it's like we're You're already right. obviously past the peak of peak TV where mm-hmm. they're just like anybody who's like famous enough to have a TV show is like, oh, I should have a TV show, which mm-hmm. is like not a great way to develop TV. But I watched a bunch of good shows this past week that I have been like stockpiling. Uh, I watched Search Party. I watched uh, Insecure. Mm. I watched Fleabag. Mm-hmm. And I oh. watched Atlanta. Uh, all, all shows I would have stamped Molly Lambert. <laughs> but it sounds like if too many people tell me to watch something, I'm like, mm-mm. That's why I don't tell anybody to watch anything, honestly. You'll figure it out. But then I did. And also, it's nice to just be like, well, I don't have to wait a week to watch the next episode of any of these because I just have like <laughs> 20 episodes of four right. shows right. that I can burn through. Um, but all those shows made me be like, ooh, TV is good. Mm-hmm. And interesting things are happening and it feels like there's like a new, new phase. Yes. Well, I think it's that there are no real well, stardom isn't a isn't a virtue on TV. Right. It's, it's character. Character is the virtue. Well, that's what I always say about 
Sopranos and Mad Men and all these shows yes. that are, you know, they made stars out of these people. Right. They didn't cast anybody recognizable initially because those people would take you out of feeling like this is a real place. Mm-hmm. You're just like, these are the people and these are their lives. And then later, if there's like some character actors, you're like, they live in this world. Like Mad Men started to really trade on like, we'll bring in character actors from TV that you like. But like yeah. nobody too famous. Like Harry Hamlin is as famous as we're gonna go. We're going Alan Havy. Like that's <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel this way about, but I feel an opposite way about somebody like Viola Davis, who the movies would never have figured out, or Taraji Henson, who the movies would never oh, have figured I love out. Taraji. And Taraji Henson is is I would say Taraji Henson is just based on the work she is doing, the biggest star on TV. Well, I loved that quote that she gives in her autobiography, I think, where she oh, was yeah. just like, Round the way, girl, for all you people who have not been to Barnes & Noble this week. She was like, I'm the Meryl Streep of my world, and everybody <laughs> knows how famous I am, except the people that greenlight movies who like don't think I'm anybody. Yes. yes. Which is insane, because she's been great forever. She's been great forever. Also, she's related to Matthew P. Henson. What? Yeah. No. You didn't know? Uh. She is directly related to the discoverer of the South Pole. Uh, 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 do you know about this? Uh, do, I mean, I know about Matthew B. Henson. Yeah, you know. Okay, that's like her like great, great something. Great, great grandfather or something. Matthew P. Uh, Henson is uh, uh, an, an American black man who planted a flag on the South Pole. And the story was that he was with like a polar party going to plant the flag and he was like you know what i'm gonna put this flag down first because like fuck these people (laughs) like is that why she keeps the p yeah i think so because who what other what what did sag make her i mean is there another why 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 the p Um, so you know that she comes from a dynasty of great americans that is that's amazing planting flags on tv too yeah Mm -hmm. i love her Mm. wow so Wrapping it up, I think <laughs> uh, up. maybe TV stars are the new movie stars because you feel like you could have a conversation with them. They also want their jobs. That is very true. I just feel like movie stars don't want, I mean, I hate to say this, but Office Christmas Party is a bunch of people who don't want their jobs. I'm sorry. Like, I just feel like Jason Bateman, whenever I see him, I want to I wanna judge Reinhold at T- on TSA. <laughs> Like, there is a person who just mystifies me. Wasn't Judge Reinhold on Arrested Development playing a judge? <laughs> I, I, that sounds Probably. Right. He was Judge Reinhold I'm on gonna say, I'm going to say Judge Reinhold. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say, say correct even if I don't know. That's just his face is it's, to look like he doesn't want to be I there. just Googled Judge Reinhold arrested thinking I would get that. Now, if forever now, that's not going to be the first <laughs> thing that comes up. <laughs> Let me tell you. Look, maybe Phoebe Cates was walking over the horizon. Just going to go. Uh, <laughs> he was, he was moving in stereo. Got excited. I just, I don't know. I feel like these people, movie stars don't want their jobs. TV people do. And the movies don't know how to think of inventing new stars. Like, I thought, I think uh, uh, Alden Ehrenreich, like, that guy is for real. That guy could be a star if the material were there. But nope, guess what he's doing? A Star Wars Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah. Such a bad idea. Yeah. 
This is always the thing. Whenever anybody's like, you know, who should direct a Star Wars movie, and then they they say some like really like whatever, like you know, Sally Potter or something like that. Like, yeah. Just kind of like, <laughs> so like it's like, why would you wish that? I mean, Star Wars is almost like because that's because like, it could be cool. I love Moonlight. Let's get him to do Iron Man Six. <laughs> but that's like if they let people have the problem is those franchises are so big that you don't get to make like a movie about anything specific. So if they let people make like the mundane. Star Wars movie and they got like an indie director and they were like here's like a small budget go make a weird interesting character study hey Miranda July <laughs> there we go we've got something for you lady no I mean is that I know I'm, I'm kind of being a dick but I'm actually not like what it, what, what if? if it would be great right. well it's like the thing that happened with Ant-Man it's like Edgar Wright right. wanted to make a weird Ant-Man and they were like no you can't make that it's too weird even though it's Ant-Man and I think that's kind of what happened with Rogue One, honestly. Like, I feel like that started out as much more of, like, this is going to be, like, a sort of downer ending. Because, like, spoiler alert, like, many men died to bring you this information, right? Like, it's, like, you know that, like, that's how it should be the Wild Bunch. And I have a feeling that, like, when they, what they went back to change about it is, like, it, that's where that's where they sort of, like, made those changes. That, like, it started out as, you know, something that was not so... Well, uh, I feel like they also used to, before, you know, auteur-driven TV, there used to be this idea that TV direction had to be just, like, invisible and anonymous. Mm-hmm, and did. that, like, you know... That's an actual rule. And that's what happens with those franchise movies. Mm-hmm. They don't want anyone to have their real imprint on it. And the thing about all the shows I was just talking about, about Atlanta and Insecure and Search Party and Fleabag is they all just feel like a they very a sensibility. specific sensibility mm-hmm. driven by the people who make it that you don't see other places. You've never seen some of these things before. Yeah. It always made me laugh that we that we had to like, we had to like just, disc- we had to make Erwin Kirshner a great director. You know, like it just always amused me because I can't, I, that, does that make sense to you? Because that one's better than the other yes. ones. And so what one is better? Erwin Kirshner is the stick that you beat George Lucas with, right? Like the, he's the guy yes. who's like, look, this guy made this one. And it's like, you know, okay, there's a lot of reasons. Empire is the second one, right? That's yes. the, yeah, that's, that's the, the good one the that lead. I finally saw. And right. that's like Lee Brackett is on that one. Anyway, Lee I know we have to go and everything. I just... I just want to keep it going. Me I know. Too. But I, I had a great time and I'm glad you We'll go it. take it to the giant outdoor water tank. <laughs> that is in the parking lot. I want to go see it. Yeah, we're we will have moved it. out of this place by now so we can say that we are uh, recording this at Paramount Studios. And right now they are literally filming a shark action scene involving uh, the f- uh, famous people on a buoy, like in what is normally a parking lot. Wait, we can't name the famous people? The famous people are Catherine McPhee. And Taylor Lautner. I believe is Taylor Lautner involved too? Yeah, no. This is a, look, I don't know any of the... Here's the Are you confusing thing. Taylor Lautner with the actual star of that show? No. Who is also very handsome? Does he look like Taylor Lautner? No. Is it Taylor Kitsch? Which uh, Taylor? It's one of the... It's not Taylor. It's never going to be saying Taylor Kitsch ever again. is that Hollywood magic is real and just as glamorous as ever. Yes. All of the things we said in the uh, past time period are to to, to wrong. your to my point, it's going on TV. So movies now more than ever. <laughs> the slogan from the player is going to be an actual slogan for movies when they have to advertise the idea of movies, in, which is in about six months. I feel like we're gonna get there. Wesley, thank you for doing the very LA podcast thing of appearing on our podcast after I appeared on your podcast. That is the <laughs> how the ecosystem works. The system works. <laughs> Thank you very much for coming in. No, it's my pleasure. I'll always, I mean, I'll, whenever I'm in town, if you'll have me, I'll, I'll come through. Sweeps week. If you do it in, if you do it when you come to New York. 
always. Molly, I, felt, Molly I will too. say, look, I'm going to say in this outro because I didn't get got cut from the intro on the last show that I, the show that I did with you when I was on Still Processing. Oh yeah. But I'm going to say I was very intimidated to go on Still Processing uh, because I felt like it was a real professional podcast. In a way that ours, no offense to anybody else in this room. Include, I, I mean, look, there's no ads for our <laughs> podcast. There's no full page newspaper ads with us looking glamorous. Yeah, but you guys get to be on the Paramount lot. No, I mean, I don't know. I just love listening to this show and it's not because I know you both. Aww, it is also we love you. a show I'd be listening to anyway. So there's thanks, that. Thanks for visiting the Whack Pack. This episode of North Mollywood was produced by Michael Catano, Mukta Mohan, and Kasia Mihailovich for the MTV Podcast Network. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at MTV Podcasts, and subscribe to this and other MTV Podcasts wherever you find your favorite shows. <laughs>